You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So for Christmas, my mom bought me one of these. And then she bought me a bunch of crappie lures. And I was making fun of her. I was like, these aren't bass lures. And then this weekend, this weekend, I told her at church, I was like, hey, I used those weird lures you bought me that look like arts and crafts. <laughs> did they? Did you catch anything with them? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, may, maybe next yeah. time she could do better on the shirt. The crappie are funny, man. They will, they will literally eat the most bright, gaudy-looking things. Yeah. I was talking to Derek about it. I was like, dude, it's, bass fishing is just different. It's like you're trying to match what they're eating or what's like in their environment. With crappie, it's like, hey, this five-year-old did a little arts and crafts project with some yeah. streamers and orange and whatever. You know those earrings that have like the dangle chandelier look? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just throw a hook on those and pitch it out. Yeah. Really? Dude, one of the funniest things I've ever had fishing was when we were in Alaska and we we had gotten through everything that we could tag. Uh, you know, you got your limits and we were chasing black bass and literally just throwing bear hooks in the water and they were biting them. What? Like, just yeah, we shiny. literally just shiny. Yeah, okay. yeah, just but like reeling in, you know, huge seven pound five. I mean, I, I'm guessing because we didn't weigh them, but like probably five to seven pound uh, black bass in Alaska off just bear hooks. Dude, yeah. that's the kind of fishing I want. Like, yeah. I just want to stick something in the water. And it was uh, crazy. You'll get, you'll get bored with we, that. We we limited yeah. it out. And you you wouldn't in this environment because we were we were being pushed into rocks from the waves. <laughs> And oh. so I was like, we're going to die. It's dangerous. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There was that. So, um, and we didn't have, um, his kicker. So he was just like, we didn't have a, like a, essentially a trolling motor. Yeah. And so it's just the boat motor. So there's no real finesse control yeah. of the boat. It's it was, like, it was good times. Yeah. So what'd y'all do this weekend? I tried to go fishing. How'd it go? Oh <laughs> yeah. God. You tried. What does that mean? It means that. I took four kids fishing with me so oh. that I could oh, then you don't get to fish. go fishing, and it was a nightmare. It was like, I really had, I told you guys last weekend, I got the info, I thought about it all week, I imagined myself pulling a big bass out of the water, and then I was like, okay, I'm, let's go, let's do it. I got the kids reels, I knew if I wanted to, I couldn't just sneak down there, not this time. Um, Come on, kids, let's go, and my two then other kids found out i want to go i want to go and they all had poles I was like, yeah come on let's go so we we went down to this little um blue river 
Um, it would have been better if it was at a pond where the water wasn't moving. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids are four and seven. The seven-year-old knows how to, like, cast, and she's got her thing. I have to keep reminding her, like, hey, we have a lot of people here. You can't – you just need to, like, be aware of where you are, Can right? Can you side <laughs> Right. Um, but then there was another seven-year-old and a ten-year-old and a four-year-old. And then the four-year-old, he was like, I mean, just (laughs) lassoing stuff, just trying to throw the pole in. And every two seconds, I'm I'm stuck. Ah, ah, algae. It was a whole thing. So I would get up to, like, cast in, and then they would scream again. And I was like, eh, maybe next time. But Yeah, I never thought about this. But as a kid growing up, my papa would take us creek fishing, and he never fished. And and yeah. now it's like I get it. <laughs> like I had I had one cousin who's so stupid that he would um, get tangled up and fall in every time. Like l- it was a known thing that he was coming back wet and riding in the back of the truck. That's like I, I yeah he I've seen him lose fishing poles in the water and like literally you'd be fishing and all of a sudden there'd come a a pole floating downstream and you're like you turn and here here he comes just like <laughs> running through the water scaring every fish away. Like God bless your grandfather. Maybe it was yeah. continuing to take him. Yeah, well, it, it was it was. Uh, we we did have a theory that he he liked to fall in on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but the, but I I don't know how anybody would get this tangled up and in hooks oh. like on purpose. Yeah. Okay, because like, when I, when I was a kid, my aunt she had a little creek that ran down in the woods and stuff, and me and my sister and cousins we'd always spend the night and we'd be like we're gonna go outside. I'm like yes, great. And my mom and aunt would always be like. Do not get in the creek water. And we'd be like, okay. And every time we would go down there and we would create this elaborate story of like, well, Erica, she started to fall and like I had to catch her and then she dragged us all in and like now we're all wet. And we would rehearse it coming up the hill from the woods every time. Like, okay, so I fell in and I accidentally drug you in. And we would tell my parents that and they'd be like, oh, okay. And now looking back, I'm like, they knew. They knew. Yeah. They totally knew. Now that, that you're a parent, you get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. My son, my son comes up with some crazy reasons for why things happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just, okay. Thanks, bud. Yeah. <laughs> you're real yeah. sharp. Yeah. <laughs> you really <laughs> we used one to fish over with on me. cane poles. We would, uh, yeah, yeah. we would make cane poles and fish with bread and corn. And That's actually livers. really fun with, with crappie. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, we, the, we were fishing for like basically minnows, you know, so it was, it they was call pr- that micro fishing now. Yeah. Really, it's a oh, thing. it's a thing. Yeah. It's, it's a real yeah, thing. Yeah. Well, we, we, we did it cause we didn't have fishing poles. <laughs> Papa would like rig up some cane poles and we would go down to the Creek. So works. what else did, uh, so Erica did not fish this mm-hmm. weekend. I, uh. we went out fishing to, uh, Floyd's fork here in Louisville in the parklands. And so, in my head, the weather, it had kind of been warming up throughout the week, and it was supposed to be warmest on Saturday. It's like, I'm going to catch a smallmouth. Like, this is going to be my first smallmouth of the year. So I take my rod rigged up for smallmouth. I got a, you know, a little Plano box full of smallmouth tackle. <clears throat> Get out there. Didn't even think about the fact that I had listened to reports that they just stocked rainbow trout this week. Mm. Didn't even think about that. Like, why, why would I fish for <laughs> rainbow trout? And so we go out there and um, we got all three kids with us and, you know, they're fishing and using these little crappie jigs because they just always work in the creeks. It's the same thing I gave you. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm fishing like this one area and I'm using a pretty good size little plastic swim bait, bring it through this eddy and 
get a bite and as i pull as i lift up to set the hook it pulls this silvery fish out of the water i'm like that's a freaking trout <laughs> like complete bonehead move and so just I yanked it out of the water <laughs> i just like pulled it up out of the water and so then you know we go down a little further down the creek and i'm still throwing this smallmouth lure and not getting any bites and then my oldest son keeps getting bites in this one spot i can see his rot so i know he's not snagging I'm like, I'm going to downsize and switch to a little crappie jig. And so I did. And then we just started yanking little stalker rainbow trout out. So, oh, y'all did. yeah, the, I, you know, I hooked a few the kids, got to reel them in, daughter got to touch them and hmm. all that good stuff. So it was like a perfect family fishing day. Then my daughter fell in the creek. Speaking uh-huh. of that, there you go. And it was cold. Mm-hmm. So one time I got hung out and I waited, I took my boots off and waited out to get my expensive swim bait. And like it was cold enough that my feet started throbbing mm. and then came back Icy. up. And she's just out in the creek playing up to her knees and waist, <laughs> like doesn't even care. But when she fell in, it was all hell broke loose. So yeah. you're throwing that trout swim bait or were you throwing something? Different? No, I was throwing, it's kind of like a bluegill sunfish type oh, okay. color, right, a little I bit of you. pink on it. I got you. Um, but then the, the, those pink and white speckled crappie jigs is what started working. So Liz, my wife um, was with me, and she didn't catch anything. Never could get a bite. Don't know what was going on. So we actually went back yesterday, dumped the kids at my mother and father's mm. house, went out for a little bit, and she beat me. She caught more than I did. Had a girl list. So she, she made her come back. Have I ever told you what I used to do at the Parklands before I had kids? I don't know. I, I remember I would, you paddling through <clears throat> on the golf course. Yes. So so if you ever want to just like hammer bass on that, that stream, there's a bridge that makes it really hard to access on a kayak. And to get there, I would have to, depending on water level, but usually like summer, it's pretty consistent. And, and in fact, that the problem with the reason they've had a hard time getting kayak rentals consistently over there is because the water level just gets too low and you end up walking for miles and it sucks. Mm. But if you go upstream from the Shelbyville road access point, there's this big golf course that Louisville's well known for the Valhalla golf course. And so I would, I would get my fishing gear, lay my poles down. Cause you can't use the, uh, the rod holder up. Right. I'd lay everything flat and I'd lay on my back and I would like shimmy under this bridge <laughs> and on my, on my back. And then I would get up there and you, you like feel like you're doing something wrong, even though you're, I mean, you're in a, they can't do anything, Yeah. but you feel like you've accessed, I mean, it's like Valhalla, right? Yeah. Like, like, I, like, you know, and literally I've never caught more bass at Floyd's fork than the times I would slide under that bridge what? and paddle. I had to walk it a little bit cause it, a lot of it would be overgrown, but the Creek changes all the time. So I don't know if it's still like that, but I would go, probably half a mile into the golf course and I'm sitting there and all these dudes that are, you know, I mean, it's like insanely expensive to play ball. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, they're all coming by. It's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting there in my cut off Budweiser t-shirt, uh, and jean, like cut up jean shorts sitting there hammering the, the, because well, think about it too. Like, you know, pressure does impact fishing, but also just people coming out there and taking them and stuff like that too. Like uh, Floyd's fork is actually a really tough place to fish. Mm-hmm. Jacob and I talked about this before I even worked here. It's like, you know, you used to fish over there before it was a park mm-hmm. and I did too. Uh, it's like gravel roads. And then it wasn't as competitive 
competitive. Now it's like, I mean, those ponds are almost a waste of time now unless they've been stocked recently. Yeah, you got to get them when they've first been yeah. stocked. But like fishing over there is really tough. So so once I figured that out, I was like, well, this is stupid. I'm just going to go up here. I, I still have not paddled up there, and I would love to. Yeah, there's also there's a fantastic lake that you can see from Shoville Road. Oh, it's yeah. on the Holland property. <clears throat> Like, so that that I don't, sits I'm not up above buy a membership, but that lake. Yeah, that sits <laughs> up above uh, where I was fishing. Yeah. But there's these deep pools under a couple of those cart bridges yeah. that I would hit, and yeah. it's awesome. Dude, the smallmouth and Floyd's Fork, ha- the, that fishing has been very good. And my dad talks about how, when he was probably probably about you know my age and younger that the smallmouth fishing was really good and especially like some of the bridges and overpasses and stuff. Yeah. That's where I had, uh, I won't down, down towards. Yeah. We've talked about that that place. Uh, I know that one. A little honey hole action there. Oh, uh, guaranteed. I would actually, um, I, I found out how to, I, I had an old timer tell me about it and he was getting off his bicycle and he, uh, at one of the launch points and he told me where it was and he had all these crickets and he had, I thought it was cool. He had a cricket tube, but he built a mount on his bike for his cricket tube and, and his rod set up. And he told me where it was. So I started pretty much exclusively fishing there before I had kids because there there's a series of holes with these sycamore trees and they're deep. And even if it's bluegill you're hitting, um, I got to go fish. They, they <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, man. We, sh- we should go down there because th- there's that access point right off the road. Yeah, it's easy to get it's to. It's super easy to get to. Um, but, but it, you know, I mean, I would, when I would, I had used to have a kid I'd mentor and he would want to go fish. I'm like, well, we're going to walk down here. It's going to, it's a little gnarly sometimes if it's overgrown, it's a little snaky, but once you're down there, man, it's awesome. Cause nobody, you know, it's, it's far enough down to where nobody really paddles to that point or they didn't at this time. Again, this was years, like, probably eight years ago when I was fishing down there a lot, but dude, I would just go down there. I mean, you could fish, we would catch all kinds of stuff down there. We'd pulling catfish out. I mean, it was awesome. It's, it is the honey hole of Floyd's fork. As far as what I've found, and I suck at fishing, so I'm Sounds nothing like, like you. We all. gotta take a little trip. <laughs> yeah, man, we should go. I mean, it'd be fun. It's it's not far from here either. So, uh, mm. what'd you do this weekend, Braden? I got to go out on old Derek's new boat uh, with him and one of his firefighter buddies, Jake. Um, we went crappie fishing. So, so Derek, uh, for any, we people have heard us talk a lot about Derek uh, over the years here and there on different podcasts, but uh, Derek actually works here now part-time uh so so a lot of the people that are getting shipments that ship out of our warehouse are getting stuff from Derek just for context yep old Derek tolls um and so it's a new boat when we first got there uh or I rolled up it was like 6 30 getting ready to jump on his boat where drunkle Jacob here had uh given me two rods and a and a PFD to be legal (laughs) so I just showed up and he's like yeah Jacob showed up last night put your stuff in the boat and I was like (laughs) tailor made making it easy for me uh but we got there and I was like how's it going man he was like well been better I was like what's what's wrong he's like well me and my dad went out last night on the boat and when we got back I realized or on the way home I realized the boat was bouncing on the trailer a ton (gasps) and he's like something's not right so then he got home and uh, just kind of like left it there. They tried to fix a couple things, didn't figure out exactly what it was. I'm pretty sure because when I got there, he like unspooled his like ratchet strap, which is like on the trailer where you basically like pull it in to get it to set right on the trailer. And there's these two loops that had broken. Mm. I figured and that's what it was. Yeah. So, oh yeah, you looked at it too. Yeah. And uh, he 
it's like, what's going on? How are these broken? And then we realized there's two holes on either side where a, like a little bolt yep. was at some time there yep. uh, had fallen out. So his like strap was just like spinning around this thing. It had no traction. So it was like mm. he wasn't able to get the boat to like get to where it needed to sit on the trailer. Yeah. So we're sitting there like trying to come up with stuff. And finally I was like, dude, let's get a lighter. Let's burn those loops back together, and then let's find, like, a screw or a stick or something and see if we can just rig this up. And sure enough, it worked. Like, he <laughs> fused the two nylon pieces together and then literally found he had, a uh, like every man should, a random jar of screws that he found, ran the screw through, put it across the two little loops, and it it kind of worked. It worked fairly well. So when I took that stuff over to his house, he had, I had talked to him on the way over, and he said that he was having issues with it. And I was like, well, I'll go over there and mess with it. He's like, I already tried this turning the crank yeah. on the uh, the winch. And I was like, well, you know me. Like, I got to try it too just to figure yeah. out what's going <laughs> on. And when I turned it, I could see that strap spinning, spinning on the hub. And I was like, dude, the, the locking mechanism on the inside of it's yeah. got to be shot you're right but uh we ended up getting it and uh we went and picked up jake and then drove down to taylorsville um and it was it was a lot of fun we got we got there and i didn't realize we weren't gonna have phone service so my wife like hung in there for six hours she actually messaged jacob on go wild <laughs> i don't know if you noticed this or not i didn't see it uh and said like hey do you know if Braden's all right <laughs> like, no. i haven't heard from him oh, i didn't know no. we weren't gonna have service so i was updating her along the way but i didn't Tell her, hey, it's sweet that he's still in the phase of marriage where they do that. <laughs> you know, my, my wife would just be like saving it all for later, be really angry that I yeah. her. <laughs> come in the door, she gives you this yeah. irate look. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, what are we doing for dinner? Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so, um, but there was nobody at the, the launch point there, and Derek's like, Hey, have you ever backed a trailer? and a boat into the water and i was like well i've kind of done it when i co-anglered with steven like just went straight back and he told me like stop and then the boat would launch off the trailer and he's like all right he's like jake have you ever done it jake's like no not really and so derek's like you're gonna you're gonna do this Braden." and i was like I, dude i don't okay fine I, I just started driving a truck like i can barely even park my truck but let's <laughs> try this thing out dude it was like the most humiliating mm-hmm thing i'm in front of these two like badass firefighters and just looking like a total fool like <laughs> it's not i i it take I, it, it completely inverts your yeah. brain to back Did a trailer you try up. holding the wheel from underneath yeah he was like put your hands here and i'll tell you to go right and left and this is right and this is left i'm like all right cool he's like whichever way you take your hands is the way the trailer's gonna go I'm like, okay that, you know that makes mm. sense i <laughs> I it That's was a like light see, boat, I dude. I can back a trailer up, but I couldn't even explain to you how to do it. And then there's there's the one like now you have cameras that are that uh, well with my my garden trailer I have like a uh, that kind of trailer that we have is different. You can obviously you can't see through that, but the cameras uh, make it interesting. But then there's also like if you turn around, your brain reconnects the direction you're turning to. Like I don't mm. know why, but like. You know, I doing it this way, looking at mirrors is one thing, but if I turn around, now you've flipped and you're, I don't know, there's like this weird thing. I can yeah. do it, but I could not explain to you how to do it. Yeah. Well, uh, I got to try and I got it like down to a decent spot and I was like, okay, we got this. And Derek's like, all right, straight back. I'm like, <laughs> straight back. And it just goes, yeah. and just gets off to the side, <laughs> get him in the water. Straight. He's like sideways. He's like... <laughs> pull up pull up so then he comes and gets in the truck and I, he's like just sit in the passenger seat it's all right like i'll show you how. he was they were both super cool about it uh and he kind of he gets it straightened out again he's like all right 
straight back. <laughs> Freaking try to do it again. It gets wonky, but he's like, it's close enough. Just let's send it. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, so we ended up finally getting in the water and then Jake was standing in the back of the truck and I didn't realize it. And so Derek's like, all right, go park the truck and trailer, which isn't that hard. And, uh, I was like, okay. And I put it in drive and the truck starts to go backwards a little bit. I'm like, oh crap. So I goose it a little bit Uh-oh. and Jake goes rolling across the thing. So you, you, you onto sent the- Jake. Oh I sent Jake. <laughs> so then I'm like, I'm so sorry. So then we go park it and finally get in the boat. And it was just like a nightmare. And we like, <laughs> we had a great time, but we made like so many just like stupid decisions. I don't know if it was just like some of our first times being on the boat for the season and we weren't thinking about stuff or what, but we caught two keepers uh, and then like five others. Um, I caught one that was nine and a half or like nine and three quarters, not quite a keeper. It needed to be 10. Um, and two like real small ones. You couldn't just stretch it a little bit. I was, you know, I was, I was trying <laughs> to make it as long as I could, but we got Derek's stopped. Like, no, dude. We got stopped by fishing game out there one time and my son had caught a crappie that was really close and yeah. my dad went ahead and kept it. Uh huh. And then we got stopped and then, you know, they, they pull them all out and start measuring yep. them and he's yeah. like, nope. Mm-hmm. Throws it back in the yeah. <laughs> At least you didn't get in trouble for it. No, they were cool. I mean, we were all legal with license. We yeah. had the kids with us. I think they were understanding of it. But yeah. 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 That's funny. So close we, is not close enough. <laughs> yeah, apparently. So uh, then we, me and Jake both had to get back. So Derek reluctantly took us back to the dog. He was like, I want to fish all day. <laughs> uh, making fun of us for having wives. Yeah. And then uh, went and met Derek and Phil. Uh, or Derek and Phil, Dan and Phil out at my bumpies to pattern shotguns um, for turkey season. Um, so we got we got those all set up. Dan had like one of those new Venom red dots on his that it was mm. kind of fun to mess with that and see how that worked. But oh, Dan here, yeah, Dan. Oh, okay, yeah, yep. all right, yeah, yeah. And so Dan. we did that, got that done pretty quick. And then he sighted in his thirty thirty, and then he shot his pistol some, and then we. Shed hunted and kind of showed Dan the property because we're going to bring him out on some uh, some turkey hunts and possibly even some deer hunts and stuff when that time comes. So no sheds, but we found a lost trail camera that me and Phil had hung that we just couldn't, like, we, we forgot where we hung it. And it's not a cell cam, so we was just like, well, well Phil found it and had 108 pictures on it. We Is got, that the one? That's like the the magic one? No, Was that's one that's have? that's a different one. So the oh, one yeah. I texted, um, this one, uh, this new one had that same big buck plus two others. Um, so oh, okay, so the the picture you sent me over the weekend was from that camera. Uh, you sent me a buck that you had on camera finally. So that uh, was the first one. So that oh, okay. was a different spot I found. I was flying my drone around and I was like, that looks like a spot where there's a lot of traffic. I'm gonna go put a camera back there. And there's still just tons of sign. We checked for sheds there, didn't find any, but. Uh, but this one we had set like December 5th, oh, I think okay. it was on the camera. And like, so it had 108 over that time period. And, um, it was over a scrape that we found and, uh, yeah, man, it was just like heavily worked. There's tons of paths and stuff down there. And, um, it's hard right now to tell like how many bucks do I really have because so many of them have dropped their antlers. Um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, we're, we're really excited. We were thinking about getting a lease this year like just like a hunting lease but we're like no this, man, this property keep, is good to go you should keep working your public spots in that spot yep just instead of you know going out and trying to do the lease route you guys have had you've been close you've had a lot of good close interactions so yeah i think this year is going to be really good we're, we're working on um 
like so egress and ingress is a new thing i learned uh from old michael larson i didn't i didn't know about this apparently it's pretty popular what it, <laughs> like what, deer hunting term uh so it's like how you access and exit your hunting spot oh okay um and so it's like I was talking to Mike and he's like, all the good spots for hunting, it's like very difficult to find a good egress and ingress. Like yeah. that's just the nature of it. It's yeah. kind of how they have They're it They're not up. completely dumb. No. And so that's, well, yeah. I mean, uh, most guys go camp out on a field edge and it's, there's no cover there. That's why they're not coming through. Right. So, um, we're, we found a couple of trees. We're just going to have to do some, uh, some work. Phil's got like one of those electric chainsaws on a pole, um, so that we can get our saddles up and still have some cover and. Uh, it's going to be tough, but, uh, it's going to be worth it. Definitely. That, that's a couple spots are just like heavy, heavily trafficked. So. Well, uh, that's awesome. Um, I want to spend a couple minutes just kind of teasing a little bit about what you and I are doing today, which I'm super pumped about. Mm. Um, just a little bit. I'll let you, I'll let you yeah. lead what you want yeah, to share. Cause, yeah. I start saying we got to be careful yeah. because I, I, uh, the artist we booked, is uh, normally when they book, they announce it pretty quick. I've asked them for time to figure some stuff out. Um, I think we're I think we're settled on the name of this event. Can I say that? Is, is there any final opposition to the name? Send like it slam. That. Sorry, I was talking while you said that. That's all right. Send it slam is going to be an event that. Uh, I mean, at this point, I would say it's ninety percent a go because we're we're getting pretty committed. Um, you know the the we've we've been talking about how live events are coming back. We we've done a few small ones uh, this year, or maybe it's one one small one. We did like a private party for ATA yeah. for brands, yeah. which was a nice little foray into it. Um, but the the thing we wanted to do is to bring back the Go Wild Rendezvous, mm-hmm. and we we budgeted for it this year, and we've been talking about it, and um this opportunity kind of fell in Braden's lap. And, yeah. and, and so there, there is a place that we won't name yet. Cause I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm talking about this. I think it'll happen, but you never know with stuff, but I'm, I mean, I'm again, I'm pretty sure 90% sure where this is going to go through. So I want to add a note here. <clears throat> I just watched the fire festival documentary. Last <laughs> night. Yeah, that's, that's the, not, I'm that. also worried about that. Uh, because the level, even Braden was like, uh, so this is like way more than what they wanted to do. So we're, we, we, we're, this is part of my hesitance here is like, we haven't told them everything we want to elevate it to, but the venue approached us for help with this event. So there's, there's going to be, assuming this goes forward. And again, we'll be announcing this on this podcast on go wild. It will be everywhere. Yeah. You'll know. Uh, you will not have a chance to not know. And uh, you will come. There I go again. <laughs> you will. I, there I go. Like my the double negative. <laughs> yeah. My, my wife makes fun of me if I'm around my family for too long i start doing that um but the the plan right now is to there'll be an archery competition and it's gonna be fun it's not gonna be like super competitive to where it's down to the point to win it's gonna be competitive optional is what we're gonna call it it, but essentially like you'll you'll get it entered to win prizes if you hit a certain point of of of, uh points on the 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 course is kind of what we're thinking yeah we're working on it but the the plan with that is that um, you know we'll have a couple hours of, of times you'll you'll basically have like a tea time you know, knock kind time of, uh, playoff uh, so your knock time comes through and then uh, the the cool thing is like if you come with your family we're gonna have enough stuff here at this venue which is a big venue uh, there's food there's a giant bar inside and outside 
Um, there will be music, which is one thing I'm particularly excited about. I think uh, we talked about having live music, and I kind of took that to the next <laughs> level on Friday. You did. Um, An insane level. Yeah, like uh, we... we we're um, on, like, festival status at we, this point. Th- yeah, which is, like, making all of us nervous because we don't, we don't know what we're <laughs> doing. Festival. Yeah, like, like I've seen the Fire Festival documentary, and I know we don't know what we're doing, and I am a little worried about it. But we will pull it together a lot yeah. better than they... And there's no but overnight. It, so. We should say it's in Kentucky, so we're not on an island. Yes. We will have toilets and water and, <laughs> and, and booze. And we will also have booze, We'll have right? booze. Uh, yeah, the parking situation. Like, that's part of what I'm trying to figure out is how many people, and that's what Brayden and I are doing today. We're going out we there to scout. Solutions. We got solutions. Um, but the, this, I, I just want to say, and I've got three minutes left here to say this because we're lazy and we don't want to cut uh, two videos together and <laughs> our, our video ends in, in three minutes. Um, I just want to say, if you're within a five-hour drive of Louisville, this is 100% something you want to come do. Yep. We're going to have brands there. Uh, I'm working on partners. I'm pretty sure we'll have that at rollout of who those partners are going to be. They are big uh, <laughs> if they come through, which I think they will. We are going to have uh, events for kids. We're going to have um, uh, like, like there's going to be a kids opportunity to shoot and. Uh, you'll be able to shoot on the uh, competitively if you want to, but then also we're going to be doing a live podcast on site. The artist that I have booked so far is one of the hottest up and coming names in Kentucky. Assuming that goes through, I have not. I signed the contract this weekend, but I'm waiting on my. I, again, I think it'll be done. Uh, and then we're going to add, I have two other up and coming guys who are singer songwriter types. So they'll be playing solo sets. And then we're trying to add a fourth, uh, act to the concert series. Um, this is going to be like the biggest go out event we've ever done. Yeah. I think the, the big thing about this is we're putting a lot of thought into like, not just the shooter. Like we want, the shooter's going to have an awesome experience, but like it, you can bring your kids, bring your wife, bring your husband, whatever. If, if you're not shooting, we're putting a lot of thought into like those folks having yeah, a great it, time. Yeah. It is a day event that yeah. you can hang out there. It's going to be low pressure. Yeah. Um, it will be a thing that uh, I'm just saying, like we will sell this thing out. There's not a lot of tickets going to be available. Um, and so the way we're probably going to do this is what part of what Braden and I are figuring out today. The way we're probably going to do this, there'll be a pre-sale for a couple of weeks for go wild members. Oh, wow. And then after that, the the concert will open up to the public yeah. and it will sell out. The guy we booked like 100%, even at the top end of, of what we could do, which parking is my biggest concern right now of how we'll do it at the top end. We may scale this down to like a 500 person event, which would be on the small side of, of what we could do. Regardless, yeah. when those tickets go for sale, go wild members who want to come, do not screw around because it's going to sell out. So, do you want to give a date for it? Uh, yes. July 9th is the, the date we're looking at right now. Um, We'll, we'll be pulling together more and more information, but just, just mark your calendars, and I'm telling you, this will be an event you want to come to. It is going to be awesome. Our whole team's going to be here. Well, our actually, even some of our remote team is coming yeah. in. Like, yeah. it's going to be a big freaking deal. So, and it's uh, about 25, 30 minutes outside of Louisville, plenty of hotels in oh, town. It's not even. There's some hotels out there. I mean, from downtown Louisville, yeah, but, like, yeah. it's it's just, like, a five-minute drive across the, the county, uh, the well, the county line, city line, same thing. So, all right, that's it. Log this show. We have Braden Ware, Erica Johnson, Jacob, Kentucky Waterfall Night, and Brad Luttrell. Tag us when you log it. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. See you.